Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, here's what's going on. Maple Leafs lead the Stars 3-2 with about six and a half left in the second period. Rangers up 2-0 on the Lightning late in the second. Later, it'll be Minnesota playing Chicago. Oil Kings tonight in a 2-2 tie with Brandon 13 minutes into the game there. Oilers now. Brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. The Oilers off today, getting ready. Uh, Well, I guess by being off, they weren't doing too much to get ready. Well, resting helps. Uh, They're going to play in Anaheim on Friday, 6.30 for the face-off show, and the game will start at 8 here on 6.30. Chet, our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. It is John Shannon checking in. Well, good evening, John. Hello, Reed. How are you? I am doing very well. How's your evening? Oh, it's great. Just another night of hockey, right? Yes. Yeah, so, well, only three, three games. You don't even need to use all the TVs in the Shan Cave. Well, no, I've, uh, I've decided I'm going to uh, torture myself and put the Raptors on the other one. So, Oh, how are they doing tonight? I hadn't even looked. They're losing. They're having a bit of a tough year, are they not? <laughs> Understatement of the day, Reid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 17 and 33. Well, they're winning about a third of their games. Well, and just remember, tomorrow is NBA tread deadline. And, and I, last I checked, neither Sportsnet or TSN are going to have, like, wall-to-wall coverage of, of the NBA trade deadline. So. Well, didn't the Raptors already make a couple significant trades? Like, what else are they going to do? Well, I, I would not be surprised to see one of the guys that they received in the trade with Indianapolis. Uh, a guy named Bruce Brown, I would not be surprised to see him moved uh, at some point before the uh, deadline tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so th- there's nothing... Well, let me... I'll ask you this. Um, the NFL trade deadline, I, I would say uh, people might struggle to know when that is, unless you're a huge NFL fan. Um, 
I believe Major League Baseball has two trade deadlines. Not anymore. They only have one. Oh, they've, they've limited. They cut it back to what they used yeah, to they've have. they've only got they, one. They well, used one to have. One remember when the, then both leagues acted independently. So there was a, a a deadline within Major League Baseball, and then there was a deadline within the American or National League, and they were a month apart. So now there's only one trade deadline on July 31st. Is there anything – well, but the NHL trade deadline has changed too because I feel like now there's a lot more trades uh, at the draft and, and in the offseason. But I, I feel like the NHL trade deadline, maybe just because I'm in Canada, though, like it just had more more of everything than the trade deadlines in the other sports, or what do you think? Um, I think the NBA one does come close, but uh, I think we are so honed in on hockey at our country. You know, it's different when we have one NBA team in Canada versus seven NHL teams. Uh, and and, and I, overall, I just think there's there's that much more interest in the NHL than there is on a daily basis uh, on the NBA in our country. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the Raptors game. They, they, they're, they're within single digits, so it, it's still a bit of a game. Uh, John, last night the streak ended in, in I thought, a, a very entertaining and hotly contested game between the Oilers and Golden Knights. Well, it was a great game. I mean, and uh, as we heard, you know, Cam talk about on the radio and Jack talk about on television that it was a it was a playoff game. It felt like a playoff game. There's a good chance that these two teams would be facing each other in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, it was the, uh, the, you know, the first three rounds of sparring in a heavyweight match between two big, big teams. And, and that's that's something to look forward to in the middle of April. Well, and you mentioned it last night. Uh, I, I mean, the way the the standings work and the way the playoffs worked, I, I, of course it's not locked in. That would be silly nope. of me to say. But it's it's already approaching that territory with 30 to 35 games left in the race. It is already a, a, a likely first-round matchup yeah. between these two teams. Well, I, I mean, I, I think the bottom line becomes... Um, you know, I mean, if if the Oilers have a swoon or or Vegas has a swoon and Los Angeles or Seattle catch them, yeah, or do they have a chance to you know to catch um, Vancouver? And you know, Edmonton right now is 14 points behind the Canucks, uh, and the Canucks now are on as hot a streak as the Oilers are in their last eight games. Right, and they've only lost one in regulation. So it, it, you know that's. You know, in many ways, Reed, that's one of the great stories of the division is that the Oilers now have won 16 of 17 and can't close the gap on Vancouver because Vancouver has played that well. Is it that I think Crosby said it? I know it's been brought up. Do they need to revisit the playoff format? And is there any appetite to do that where it might go back to one through eight in a conference? Uh, I don't think uh, the commissioner has any appetite to change the playoff format at all. I think he likes it. I think he likes the use of the wild cards. Um, Personally, my preference would be to go one versus eight. Um, But are you allowing for three guaranteed spots in in either conference? Are you doing that? Or either division in, in the conference? So uh, there's enough question marks in even the one versus eight scenario 
that you think that, you know, overall, over a broad base, which means, you know, over five or six seasons, uh, maybe the the eight eight teams in each conference with two wild cards, uh, or four wild, yeah, two wild cards, is probably the best system going. Um, and, and so at, at this point, I don't think there's any appetite, uh, and I'm not sure there should be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess no, no matter what you do, there's always going to be a first-round matchup that people are going to look at and say, oh, if only that were in the second or third round. I, I don't know yeah. if that's av- avoidable when, you know, only the top half of the teams are getting into the postseason to begin with. Right, right. And, and, and really what it has done is it, it hyper-focuses the last six or seven weeks of the regular season where they become such important dates on the playoffs, almost on a, a pseudo-playoff schedule. They become, uh, the NHL regular season, at this time of year, it's starting to ramp up. I think that we saw that on, in my opinion, at least five games last night. We saw in, intensity in, in games where before the All-Star break we might not have. Uh, including the game in Vegas. So from that perspective, the value of regular season games at this point um, on is very important and is a a factor in why the NHL season becomes so vital from that perspective. John Shannon joining us tonight on Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins sitting in for uh, Bob Stoffer. So the Oilers now uh, move on here. Uh, you know, I've asked a couple other guests about Matthias Ekholm saying he was kind of relieved. I want to ask you the same thing uh, about the streak being uh, being over. But I, I just, John, the, the, the thing that has impressed me about the Oilers, certainly the winning is great and not losing for 49 days was pretty darn cool. But a consistency of effort and performance. And I'm not saying there weren't blips, but they, you know, they figured it out. And the the stat that is the most non-Oiler-esque stat of them all, especially given their recent history, even factoring in last night, 27 goals against in 17 games. Uh, and and even tomorrow, accentuate that is how good the penalty kill has been in that period of time, right? which is a big part of why there's so many, so few goals against. It, it's funny, you know, um, before the break, when, when I was out in Edmonton and we had a chance to talk to, to Chris Knobloch, um, and the team continued to win, um, it, there wasn't a dissatisfaction. There was a, um, a matter-of-factness to him saying, we're kind of limping into the All-Star break, you know, uh, we, and, and we're limping with not playing our best and still winning games because th- that's really the oxymoron of all this is that they're, you know, they're not happy the way they're playing but they're still getting the two points and and you could see that on his face you could see it on his face and it, you could hear it from him in discussions we were having over those last three or four games before uh, the break and the all-star game so from that perspective um, I can see why some guys would be relieved. Uh, this is a chance to, you know, to re readjust their situation again. Um, learn some lessons. You don't you don't learn very much from winning. You learn much more from losing. Um, now, b- based on that, you know, there, <laughs> there'd be a, a, a couple of teams that should should win the Nobel Prize for physics, but. <laughs> Um, uh, but that said, I, I think the Oilers 
I, I don't think losing one game will will hurt the Oilers. The, the fascination for me, Reed, is if you look at Chris Knobloch's tenure, uh, he loses in three game spans, right? That's right. <laughs> so, you know, with Anaheim and L.A. coming, you just hope that that doesn't carry through in, in three game spans. I suggest it won't with, you know, the extra day rest and, you know, guys wanting to get back on the, the winning trail in Anaheim on Friday night. But uh, fr- from that part, getting this attention away from the club not doing so many interviews about the streak, I think will be a uh, a joyful di- lack of distraction for the guys in the dressing room. All right. John, thanks for uh, checking in. Enjoy the rest of your sports-watching evening, and I will talk to you on the Face-Off show on Friday. Right on, Reed. That is John Shannon checking in here on Oilers Now. I want to let you know, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Call Uncle Milt, Rich Johnny, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. This day in Oilers history ahead. Oh, this was a a milestone day for our city. Find out next. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Okay. Read in for Bob today. Bob's back tomorrow. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Get their new Two Can Dine special for only $37.95 until February 29th. Visit royalpizza.ca. Great pizza indeed. Uh, oh, we got to do this. This is this is you, Dave. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join an exclusive four-night road trip to Dallas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. Call or visit newwesttravel.com. Well, our uh, guest at 6.05, Rob Brown, was part of this event. The 40th All-Star Game in Edmonton at the Old Northlands Coliseum. He was a starter on the Eastern, or sorry, the Wales Wales Conference. Conference. The Wales Conference. Of course, that was a monumental night because Wayne Gretzky back on home ice for the first time since being traded to the uh, LA Kings in the uh, summer. And uh, he had a goal to assist, named the MVP. On the same day, Reed, a trade happened. The Oilers trading Keith Acton in a six-round choice in the 1991 NHL entry draft, which happened to be Dmitry Yuskevich, to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for Dave Brown. Dave Brown, a very popular and mighty member of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, that all-star game, Gretzky back with the Kings, Curry and Robitaille, his line mates. Yes, Rob Brown inserted into the Wales Conference starting lineup because Matt's Nasland was unable to play, and the Campbell Conference, or the Western Conference, beat the Wales Conference, or the Eastern Conference, uh, 9-5. Wales spelled W-A-L-E-S for younger fans who might think, why did they name it after a sea beast? <laughs> and forgot the H. And, and forgot the H. The United Kingdom Wales, not the in-the-sea Wales. Correct. Let's... <laughs> Kellen no Kennedy, ready. summing it up beautifully, yes. as usual. Yes, 9-5, the uh, Campbell winning. Gretzky was the MVP, gave the car to Dave Semenko. And, uh, yeah, it's 
It's pretty interesting reading about this game. All right. Uh, what do we want to do here? Hey, can I, uh, can I interject with something? Oh, of course. Uh, bad injury to the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, one of their best defensemen, Mikhail Sergachev, stretchered off the ice after an apparent leg injury as the Lightning are playing the Rangers right now. Uh, skated towards Alex Lafreniere midway through the second period, and the Rangers forward reverse hit him. Sergachev's leg bent as he fell to the ice. He immediately left out a scream of pain, and uh, officials blew the play dead. Lightning players quickly gathered around their teammate. Uh, he was on the ice for several minutes and uh, got taken off the ice. So uh, he was playing his first game since sustaining a lower body injury on December 19th against the Blues. Yeah. Uh, it's nasty. I am watching. Oh, that is a horrific-looking yeah. injury. 19 points in 33 games this season. So. If you are, well, yeah, it's I, I've seen worse, but if you're squeamish, yeah, the, the leg doesn't bend in a very natural way. Though there have been worse, including the Matt Henry injury in the Vanier Cup, which is extremely gross, yeah. which is why I always bring it up. Remember we finally had him on the show? Yes, uh, Well, right. not this show, on Inside Sports. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we'll, we'll go on this tangent. What was this, 05 maybe? I can't remember. Manitoba Laval, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Henry's playing for Manitoba. Later wound up in the CFL, which is why we interviewed him. And he's running with the ball, and he gets hit sort of on the upper thigh. Like, I'd say about a third of the way between his thigh and his knee with right. with his helmet. And it happens so fast, and he's just down on the ground, and then he's not getting up. And the com- it might have even been Tim McAuliffe uh, doing the game, said, oh, well, Henry's not getting up, not sure what happened on the play. And then the slow motion replay, his helmet, so the helmet hits him on the side of the leg and he's sort of knocked to the side. And so his leg comes up in the air, keeps coming up in the air, keeps coming up in the air, and then bends at the point where it was hit with the helmet to the extent that his foot came up and hit him on the side of the helmet. Yeah. Yikes. It's it's Ugh. it's a gross injury. So me, I don't know if you knew this, Dave. Sometimes I can be a little bit of a a little bit of a disturber. Yeah, so, I know this very so well. <laughs> I had this buddy where I would be like, Hey, I gotta show you something on YouTube and like I'd wait every couple of years and then I would show him this injury and be like, Oh, I forgot about that. Why would you show me that? <laughs> but it's such a it's such a it's such an awful injury. Yeah. It almost is like, it, like it's gross, but you're almost detached from yeah. it because yeah. it's almost cartoonish how his leg bends and how it, then it actually hit his shoe hits him in the side of the head. He kicked himself in the head. He kicks himself in the <laughs> side of the head. So anyway, he has this horrible injury, and then he came back and played in the CFL, and we had him on Inside Sports a few years ago because why wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, he told a great That's, story. I'll always remember his name, Matt Henry. Well. Not a great injury, but uh, you know, it a great story. A great story. That he after. came back from that and played pro football. Yes. By the way, whenever we have our Oilers now headliner, it's presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search now for W I L H A U K today. All right, uh, I am going to stick around and do my regular show, Inside Sports, between seven and eight. Kelly Rudy, Luke Gazdick will uh, chime in on the end of the Oilers' win streak on what it meant, not just to the Oilers, but also to the Golden Knights, and Kelly Rudy is going to tell you why he had a bit of a Springsteen-esque day. 
That'll be between 7 and 8. Kellen, let's wrap up uh, with a couple text messages if we got time to fit them in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll hit up Glenn's text messages here on the text line. He sent them one right after another, so I'll just get it in. and says, the streak was awesome. Glad it's over. Perfect team to end it. Let it percolate. Let's go for another 8. And he also adds, am I the only one that thinks Yanmark has to go? Holloway can play PK. 2 million would give us a good depth D for when someone gets hurt. We're pretty damn good as it is. No, that's from, well, no, with the question mark uh, at the end of the text from Glenn. So there we go. I think, and Holland referred to this in an interview yesterday, that maybe a couple players you would like a little more offense from, certainly Connor Brown, maybe Yanmark. Uh, I think Yanmark goes out there and does his thing. He's kind of become a fourth liner at this point. You know, there's a lot of talk about what do the orders need to add? What do they need to add? I guess we see how Holloway and Perry play because that could change the need to add a forward. I I still think you'd love to add another defenseman just, just to guard against an injury and guard against having to lean on Broberg a lot, um, you know, if he's the guy who comes in. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know. I... I, I I still think Yanmark has been fine. I don't think he's been excellent. I think he's been fine. I wouldn't identify him as a huge problem myself. And I don't think that's what the texter was saying. But anyway. Mm-hmm. And we've got one more from a unknown text here coming into 630 Chad. Says if you want to check out uh, Vegas, look up penalties by the team twenty two or two thousand twenty two to two thousand twenty three. Vegas uh, not recorded. Then go find their team penalties. Another way it'll show you something. So that they're dirty. That they get away with stuff. Like (laughs) is this the Chris Jones look up Mike O'Shea's and then the Bombers. Numbers, I think so. Yeah, penalty numbers over the last few years. How we get how the Bombers get like four, uh, three to four penalties less than every other team. Is that what the text is referring to? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, okay. People hate Vegas. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, well, I, that doesn't yeah. bother me. I don't. I, I love it. It's great. Got time for one more here? Yes, we do. Yeah, do it. Uh, Richard texts in and says, "Oh my God! Every year with the whining about the playoff format, the NHL went back to this format because the division rivalries are far more exciting than David versus Goliath. The fact that two contenders face off in the first round is not a bad thing. That's what makes it so exciting. Only one contender can win. It doesn't matter when the others drop off. That's from Richard. No, I I, I asked a question about it. I wasn't whining about." It. I thought it was a relevant question to, to ask John. All right. Tomorrow, Ron McLean from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Century Casino and Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque presented by GCL Diesel. I'll join you with Kelly Rudy and his travels along the eastern seaboard on Inside Sports. With Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.